Hi and welcome to Sweetman Podcast, the first episode for 2016. I hope you had a good Christmas and a happy new year and we're up to episode 12. Just before Christmas we left you with uh, Alan Stewart, a long episode and now the sort of other summer edition of the podcast is going to be a, a much shorter episode. Now, this is a conversation I had last year in Australia with with my brother-in-law, Reese Morrow. He's a, a chef and a caterer. He owns a catering company, um, runs it with, a, with his business partner. It's called Set Peace. They do film catering and they do um, stuff for reality TV shows. Uh, they've got a restaurant that they've just opened and they've got a cafe as well. So sort of just talk to him about how... You know, it's one of those things I've known him obviously for a few years. Um, never really talked to him about how he got into it, and I found it a pretty interesting story. Um, you know, he was a guy who didn't really have the ambition to be a cook, and now he not only cooks, but he has uh, a successful business and 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 with a with a sort of um, a few different things spinning off from it. So um, it's an informal chat. We're at their house and and we're outside, and you can hear a bit of Sydney street noise. Um, and yeah, so maybe this one's a little bit indulgent, I don't know, but it's, a, it's sort of a half hour of chatting about um, how someone um, from New Zealand went over to Aussie and ended up doing something they never intended to and is pretty happy. So I hope you like it uh, and back with a, a music episode next in a couple of weeks. So we started talking about um, how you got into cooking. You're a, You're a... You run a business, you run a couple of businesses, you're a chef, you're a cook, yeah. you're a kitchen guy. Yeah, yeah. What do you call yourself? Um, well, I guess if, if, if I just meet somebody and they ask me what I do, I say I'm a cook. Yeah, well, you're a cook. Yeah. So how did you get into being a cook? Um, well, I, a long time ago, just in 2000, I... I was I desperately needed a job in Sydney, and I was, I was my labouring career wasn't didn't look like it was going so well because uh, post Olympics there wasn't there was wasn't many of those jobs around, so I took a job washing dishes in a restaurant, and mm. um, it, was a, it was a crazy restaurant, and and, and uh, you know it, it kicked it off that way. You're. Um based in Sydney, and you learnt to do it in Sydney, but you're a Kiwi. Yeah. So you're born in Timaru. Born in Timaru, yeah. So you um, grow up in Timaru. Yep, and then had a couple of years in Christchurch at Lincoln. University. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doing something that um, that I didn't really um, want to do. Well, I didn't really know what it was. So I we ended up in, in Christchurch because all my mates were going to uni, and I and I and I hadn't decided what I wanted to do. So I wound up doing um, doing this r- a random degree, three years. Had a good time. Didn't, Graduated. Didn't quite get there. But right. well, that was yeah, that was about the time uh, about the time I moved to Sydney for 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 only supposed to be for the summer holidays and 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 just didn't go back. You know, I was had always intended to go back for a couple of years after I was I, I came to Sydney, but. Uh, Never, never went back to get the real to finish my degree and get a real job. Didn't feel that you needed to. Didn't. I uh, didn't. Well, I was enjoying what I was doing at the time in Sydney, and, uh, and it just didn't. It, it wasn't. You know, I had a lot of pressure. But my parents would keep ringing me. You know, when am I coming back? You know. Uh, 
that's what you do. Right? You get going to get a degree, you finish school, you get a degree, then you get a real job. But you know, I was I was working in a restaurant. I was, and and that was me. And it was a couple of years later that I, I figured out that I probably I probably uh, I wasn't going to go back to uni. So you now preside over uh, a company that cooks food, caters for a bunch of um, shows, movies. Um, you do reality TV shows in Sydney. You do uh, big international like Hollywood movies, Australian movies. Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, but yeah, we, we do have a film catering business and um, we do... We, 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 we do most of the reality stuff in, in, in Australia, well, in, in, around Sydney. We, you know, a lot of the Voice, film. Biggest Loser, um, The Block. The, no, uh, the, you know... Those uh, sorts of things. That, that kind of thing. Every, yeah. th- all that sort of... Um, all, those, all, those, all those things. Um, the X Factor. Yeah. And um, a long, you know, Master Chef, a lot of the Master Chef series. Um, as, w- as well as some some drama and and sort of fe- American feature films. So you're cooking for the people, like in terms of something like Biggest Loser and MasterChef, which are cooking based shows. You're cooking for the people that are on that show. So you're cooking for the the cast and crew. You're we'll you're providing. For, yeah, we'll cook for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's it's quite surprising that you know when when you tell people how many how many crew. And, and cast her on a on a TV show. There's on the on the Voice. There's alone. There's probably there's there's, there's close to there's about four hundred people involved in that that we cook for. This is um, everyone that's involved in the production side of it, and the contestants and yeah, editing, like the whole. The yeah, the whole everybody everything that. Goes together to there's, make that show yeah, happen. There's, you know, all the all the artists, the, all the coaches. The, there's lots of security. There's, you know, sort of, and you're up. cooking. How many? Like what for them? Uh, Breakfast well, and lunch. It'll be it'll be two two main meals every day. Stuff yeah. Like, yeah. Usually when they're filming live shows, it'll be it'll be a couple of a couple of main meals. Yeah. 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 And you. Um, what we want to what we want to establish is how you got to that. So you started off talking about your earliest sort of moves into the kitchen. So let's go back to you're a you're a guy who grew up in Timaru in New Zealand. You moved to Sydney and you end up getting a job in a bar as a necessity. Uh, that, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think. You know, I don't. I've, I've always, I've always loved food, but I, I think we, we grew up with, um, you know, a large family in Timaru, and it was we never, we never got very nice food. As I was talking before about uh, this, you know, the sausage casserole thing with the pumpkins of pineapple. So your parents will be stoked listening. They, in. yeah, they, they probably will be, but they. You know, but I've got a lot to thank them for because that was it was it was. They inspired you on to <laughs> to something greater. I think so. yeah, they they absolutely did. Rice risotto was another good one. You know, straight out of the pack. But you know, um, that you know I, that was in the back of my mind, and I've always I always enjoyed 
you know, different types of food. And then when I had, you know, I, after, after I ended up working in the kitchen for a year, I, kind of, I, I was just really enjoying the what, new things that I was learning and things I was seeing. And just like Sydney, coming out of Timaru and Christchurch, it was, it was just with an eye open. Yeah. So what brought you to Sydney in the first place? What, what got you over here? Uh, well, you know, I, once again, I think I just followed what my, what my mates were doing. It was at uni holidays and a, few bun- a bunch of guys were coming to Sydney and we were the plan was to just come and find work here for, for the holidays and for, for three or four months and, and then get back. But mm. it didn't really, didn't really work out that way because it was, a, you know, so there was wasn't much work here at the time and couldn't, just couldn't really get back for that, for that first, first semester. Your first job as a in this realm as a bar kitchen hand sort of job how do you get beyond that like what happens that gets you to the next level um, I think uh, I think the thing the key is to really you know either either you just you love that environment or you don't and and a lot, and a lot of people you know I see a lot of people who have been cooking for years and years and still don't really love that environment it's, it's almost like a team of like it's almost like a sports team. There's, you know, you, there's, there's, you know, you gear up and you, and you, and you just sort of, you know, just try and get there and just try and do, you know, do, do the job over the night. And, so, know. what did you love about it, and when did you realise that you loved it? Um, I think after the first year, I think twelve months in, I, I, you know, it, it, it went, it went from a. A, a job that I was I was doing because I, I I couldn't go and finish my degree to get a real job to something that I really enjoyed doing so I, I really stretched out for another year and I think in the second after two years I probably thought you know I'm probably not going to go back to Lincoln and, and, and do do what I was doing and yeah yeah to to all of the spoils of Lincoln so what um, when do you get to the to the stage where you've got some input in the kitchen and you're not just a guy washing dishes, you're not just a guy helping out, like what's the progression, when do you get to Yeah well I think uh, really after that first year um, you know, I went on to, to work for another company that uh, were, were a film catering company that was that, that was, they were quite it was a, they'd been operating for maybe a couple of years at this stage and they 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 did grow they grew into a very big company and um, that's when I realised that you know I didn't know anything about food. The more people you work with, the more the more you realise that you, you, the longer it goes on, you more you realise you don't know. And so I think that's the that's the big thing with you, you know, and uh, and work with lots of different guys. And then you know it's over time you 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 go from washing dishes to Making salads to washing, washing you know potatoes, and from there just you know it, over years it just sort of uh, it evolves. So how long are you working in that kind of environment before you get any kind of inkling that a this is a a job you want to do long time uh, long term, and then b you decide to strike out on your own, and how does that happen? Um, Basically, it was. Well, I guess I, I worked for this company for about seven years, seven or eight years, and during that time, I'd, you know, picked a lot of stuff up and and uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, the 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 work in the film industry is, is a lot of relationships that you know we, you rely on and build our relationships with with different production companies and things. And after a while, they start they they start approaching you to to do things. And then it was at that point, I guess that you know I realised you know I was probably worth 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 a bit more than you know just just someone who could you know. But I guess I've, from the days where I was washing dishes, I was, you know, it occurred to me that I think this is probably what I'm going to be doing for a long time, and, and it probably had a bit more influence than I thought, and, and, and that was when, um, and the guys I was working for, and uh, my business partner, now they kind of saw that coming, and they, and then we, we entered into a partnership together uh, for, for a couple of years, and that eventually, they eventually fell through, and that was a point where we, uh, in about 2008, we uh, we made a decision. It was either we either go and you know, I go back to uni, or we 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 rebrand and and start a new company and and, ta and take them on because uh, we didn't really have too many options at that stage. You've got a film company, well, you've got this company that that caters for film and TV and stuff, but you've also got a restaurant now that uh, you are involved in. Yes. Can you explain yeah. that? Well, this is quite recent. We, probably about 12 months ago, uh, a few guys who were working for us had this, um, had, had this uh, plan to open this restaurant that was going to happen before they, um, they started working with us and, and a few things. Um, Few things didn't work out, so they uh, they got postponed for a year, and then they uh, we 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 saw an opportunity there to, to sort of go into partnership with them, so we we might be able to um, you know we um, four heads might be better than, than two, so we we got together and um, yeah, and opened opened a restaurant uh, late last year. The restaurant is in Bondi, Bondi Beach. Yeah, it's in Bondo Beach. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a um, it's a smokehouse, a, a American American style smokehouse. So, um, lot of lot of uh, lot of lot of ribs, brisket, that kind of stuff. You know, that was um, the two guys who who were, were in partnership with spent a lot of time working in the states. Uh, and and know that sort of food inside out. So um, you know, we've got it's you know it's, it's the type of it's something that we love. It's the type of you know we love we love that kind of cuisine. So we uh, we, we got on board and helped. So out. day to day or week to week, what's your involvement in that now? Oh, or at least in the early days, and then now, uh, like early days, we 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 had a fair bit of input with. Uh, with the design menu, everything from uh, from you know uh, helping out with all the you know the business sense that we've kind of picked up over the years, um, and and you know and and obviously financially we, we had a lot of input so um, it was pretty it was pretty intensive for the first three months that you know from from. From taking it over and uh, and building building it, we were we were there a lot. And now we've, the whole idea was just to to really um, 
to really kind of step back a bit and um, and let it, and let, let the boys run it themselves. And, and from from a week to week, from a week to week, um, you know, our range of it, we we don't really have too much to do with it now, so which is great. Um, but you've got a few other things. You've got Fox Studios. Um, the what, what's happening there? You've got the pop up. Yeah, yeah. Pop up well, store. Um, yeah, Fox Studios in, in, in Sydney is where we're based, our film company's based, so... So uh, that's where you work from daily? We, we work from there, yeah, yeah, we, but, you know, as, as, as you know, we've been, we've been away, we do travel a lot, we've been away quite a lot, and, yep. um, but that's where we're based, um, and a lot of, most of the filming around New South Wales happens at Fox Studios, we've um, developed uh, over the years a pretty good relationship with the, with the management there, so... Um, so you know we've we we have we've um, recently taken over the, uh, the the cafe restaurant there um, yeah, a few months ago. So that's you know sort of that, that's that's where we spend a lot of our time now. Um, so what's happening there? Like, what are you doing there? Like, just running a cafe for the people that are in that studio? Um, but yeah, basically. Basically, there's there's a couple of thousand people who work full time within Fox Studios. It's it's not it's, it's private. It's private property. It's, it's not you know it's it's not open. To yeah, the public. yeah. I can't walk in there and um, no, get a coffee. The public can't just walk in there. But there's a lot of staff. There. There's a lot of businesses there. There's a lot yeah. of filming that happens there. So um, we, we did, there was one there was one cafe that we always had an eye on, and we we've been trying to been trying to get hold of it for years. Um, earlier, well, late last year, we we um, we proposed a uh, a pop up a pop up restaurant within Fox Studios with um, a, a kitchen we one of the kitchens we have, which mm. is um, a lot of what we do is out of shipping containers and uh, in trucks and things. Um, we proposed that we put a shipping container in there as a pop up, and um, and hopefully sort of get a few people on side, and um, and which which we did. And that was a that was a that was pretty popular, you know. Um, and it's been there ever since, and, and, and since then the the cafes finally, you know, they've uh, I think along with probably suffering a wee bit. Their books have probably suffered since we've been in there, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've 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 bought that off, and so yeah, we've we do have we've got that, we've got that now. And we've, uh, How did you arrive at the uh, shipping container idea? Like, I mean, it's not it's not your original idea. Lots of people use shipping containers for for different purposes now. But how did you guys arrive at it, and how does that work out for you? Um, well, you know, most of our business is needs to be. The film credit just needs to be mobile, so we've 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 always worked out of you know my mobile units, you know whether it's trucks or, or containers. So we've, um, we've we've built containers with kitchens in them um, that can just be any stage be picked up. And so these things get sent around Australia if you they need moved, to be. Yeah, they get moved around Australia. Yeah. 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 And where are some of the like locations that you've worked? Um, Mostly in Australia, mostly the East Coast. You know, with Sydney, Sydney's kind of the hub. There's 
Melbourne, there's a, lot, a few bit happens in Melbourne, we were, we were doing work in Melbourne for quite a while. Um, Gold Coast gets a lot of work, you know, the, the state government seem to, seem to, you know, compete quite fiercely for these overseas jobs. Um, so, it's really, 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 you know, the luck of the draw for us, who, who, which, which government can kind of um, can come secure these jobs. So you've, you've had a couple of pretty big film contracts and you've obviously got these these big TV contracts, big TV shows, things like The Voice um, and X Factor are big rating TV shows. Uh, when you've done them and you've done them well, obviously with a TV show it's it's fair to assume that you then get the repeat business, but how do you go about getting these jobs to begin with? Like, And when did, you, when did it become viable that you could regularly pick up repeat business? Well, uh, you know, I think, I think probably the, 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 the turning point was when we, um, we first did, the, the MasterChef first came to Australia, and it was um, the first, and I mean, that was probably about, that was probably about seven years ago, and that was, a, I think it was the first job as our new company that we, that we got, and that was, uh, and, and most of reality shows and in Australia, owned by one of one of, of two companies, and and being being Shine Australia, which is Masters and, and Fremantle. So this is Fremantle. We you know, we we just basically just as I said, a relation. We got a good, good relationship with them. They were happy with what we were doing. They, you know, and then they they just sort of locked us in with more contracts. And then once again, you know, the other one, the other ones, you know, Shine, who, yeah. who were just gaining momentum at the stage, um, uh, you know, they, they liked what we did. They, they kind of locked, locked the price in and then they, and they sent all their work out way. So that's been basically a bread and butter over the, over the years. Yeah. So when you're on one of these big jobs, what's, uh, how many staff have you got involved in one of these jobs day to day? Um, I guess a job like yeah, like pick one. Okay, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean five, which we just finished. Um, okay, the Gold Coast probably. You know, that's a crew of look. You know, the full full crew was you know the best part of a thousand people. And there's a lot of moves around most days, and it was in different locations, so it takes a lot of people. We probably had about you know, close to 40 people on the, on the ground at any, any one stage up there. Mm. Um, every job's different, but there's any film, any any major film, probably between 20 and 40, I guess. And what are you, um, in your in your daily role, when you're working on that, What's the breakdown of your day like? What are you doing to put that food across and to run that team? What's a, what's what's a day for you? Okay. You start well, at what? You get well, up. I guess we'd probably be up about three 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 o'clock in the morning most mornings. Um, get you know we'd 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 get to work. We'd we'd usually my uh, my partner and I probably we like would probably. We'd be on all the meal services. Um, so it's the so two of you, along with a number of other people. We right. you know who would have staggered. Sh- they'd have staggered shifts, but you know we, we've, we've kind of found that we, I don't know whether we'd like to just like to be there, or yeah. we, we, you know, or we 
need to be there, but um, first, you know, we'd do a breakfast service and then we'd, we'd, we'd work into the lunch service and then after that we'd probably sit down and do some, and do some menus and, some, and then a bunch of ordering and, you know, I guess we'd get home at, that night and do it all again the next day. You get home that night, what, five o'clock, six o'clock? Later, I mean, yeah, sometimes. Oh, mostly later than that. Yeah. yeah. And you've fed several hundred people, um, up to a thousand people. Yeah. Can yeah, be. Most of the time, you know, on a, on, a, on, a, on a big film, you know, north of 500 people a day. Now, a your business partner is a friend of yours. You guys have known each other for a long time. His background is similar to yours, um, but you worked separately. Yeah, or his. I, I grew up with him, and, and we were best mates at primary school, and then and, and at high school, and then he um, went. He went to work in the mines for for a year or so, and um, and and he, she went on to. To, um, to to uh, own a pub and and restaurant in the UK so for a few years. And then, which I hadn't seen him for a few years, and then he came back into and, and he started working with me back in Sydney. I guess I don't know when it was. It's probably about nine years ago now. So similar backgrounds, but um, but you fell back into the into this work together. Like you knew each other, but you just sort of fell into. We yeah we turned we, out that you had the same. You ended up having the same background. I think yeah, we've. You know, we had we had similar sort of backgrounds. You know, yeah. we both worked in, in hospitality. We'd, we we had uh, we had similar work ethics. We, um, you know, and I and and we enjoyed working with each other. And we and we just um, and I think, you know, we based out of out of respect for each other. We just um, you know we just managed to manage to always. You know, get along well and make the right decision. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you go about canvassing work now? Work comes to you. You go to it. Bit of both. Um. Well, most of the time. Well, a bit of both, I guess. A bit of both. You know, most of it. We'll get a chance to. We always get a chance to quote on things. Um. But any big, any big stuff will come to us because there's not. There's, we're a size that there's not there's not many options for them. You know, yeah. if it's a if it's a big film, there's not too many options. Not too many people who do what we do in Australia who who who, who, who can do it. So you know, um, most of it, most most of it comes to us these days. And career highlights. Ah, oh, that's a tough one. Working on what? Working with who? Uh, I I'm not too sure. There, you know, there's. A lot of memorable times, I guess. You know, and uh, any anything to any shows to do with food, where there's um, like MasterChef or the recent one we've just been doing, or you know, or my Kitchen Rules, and any any internationally famous chefs who give us good feedback. I guess you know that's kind of, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool. Thing. Is it daunting knowing you're cooking for, you know, as opposed to if you're doing something? Like the voice or a singing show where you're cooking for a singer, is it really daunting for you knowing you're cooking for a, a chef um, on one of the cooking shows? No, I don't think so. I don't. You know, people people 
often asked, asked that, you know. I don't, I, not at all. I'm not, not at all. I think after, after the first series of MasterChef when we had um, you know, some, of the, some of the best guys, you know, who we were, I guess we were a little bit, initially a little bit, a little bit nervous, but what, after you get some, get some good feedback in, it's, all, it's, it's something that's based on confidence and you just, you know, you get the confidence and then you don't get, you don't worry about it anymore, you're confident what you do. Um, who has kind of blown you away, like, to, to meet, to receive feedback from, or are you just so far removed from that? Do you have celebrity encounters where you're like, wow, I just met that person and they complimented me, or are you just very much back room? Quite well, kind of a little bit oblivious to, the, you know, the whole celebrity thing does not doesn't really get me too excited, but um, worked a few years with Heston Blumenthal, and he's, he was, you know, always always thought he's, he had a lot of respect for me, so he's a pretty, pretty good guy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, he he's, a, he's a good name in your industry, he he's was, quite he's, well known. Yeah, so yeah. Was, that, <laughs> I was pretty chuffed myself uh, after I met him, you know. And then, what was the context there? Oh, we were well. He was out for mastership, right? Uh, and and so we were cooking for him, and and, and you know this is a fashion. And he place. liked the cut of your grub. Uh, well, I, he well, I think he might. Have, well, this is a funny story actually because he one day I uh, this is true. I, I bought his, I bought his latest cookbook because um, I saw it in the shop and had some quick squeeze through it, and it was and uh, it had some great stuff in it, and I. Thought, uh, okay, in a couple of days I'm gonna just, just for fun, I'm gonna cook because our menu changes every every day. We it, it's a different menu. I'm gonna cook every dish out of this book. Yeah. And went through and, and got all ordered everything for it. Got an early and kept everything cooked. And then someone said, "Are you having a laugh?" Because Hess and Bloomingdale's here today. And I thought they had. Uh, they said, that, 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 come on, seriously? And <laughs> he was there that day and I had no idea. And I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to, uh, can I pull out? Can I, is it too late? Can I change everything? Because this is going to be embarrassing. So it was, uh, and I stuck to my guns and, and put everything out on the table out of his book. And he, uh, he came in and thought it was great. And uh, although I didn't really follow recipes, it looked the same. And, you know, <laughs> he thought. You know, that was that gave me a fair bit of confidence. Yeah. Know. What do you? What's the best thing to prepare for when you a feast of five hundred or? Ah, oh, that yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. But, you know. It, but don't don't you face that daily? Ah. Uh, or nearly we, daily, like. We, yeah, we do. But that's five hundred. Is it's it's not it's not a difficult thing to do. It's it's. It's, it sounds difficult, but it's quite actually quite easy, you know. So what do you do? Well, you just have to you just get organised and you and you get prepped up and you get all you know and you've uh, you worked on a timeline and and it should all fall in place. So I bring you. I tell you that I've got five hundred people. Uh, we're on a set and we need breakfast and lunch and we need breakfast at 
10 o'clock or 9 o'clock and we need lunch at 12 o'clock and how many people do you need working for you and what do you present to us? Okay, well, I, there would be there would be a few different kitchens around. Uh, we, the, the kitchen going just on breakfast. At the same mm-hmm. time, there'd be a kitchen just working on lunch, and then by the time breakfast is finished, and lunch is nearly ready, it's you know you've uh, space is a is a big you know that's one of our big obstacles. You know, and especially when there's tight turnaround like between breakfast and lunch. You know, you need to you need just to have different teams focus on different things and uh, you know, that's, that's just something we face the whole time but it's on a, on a film set there's things that times will change and numbers will change and it's, it's those types of things that we've got to you know that's more challenging to deal with than, than numbers mm-hmm. so what are you going to feed me oh well, I still want to know well I'll feed you for, well it could be anything it could be you know, we'll, we won't repeat a menu, but we always will have seven or eight dishes on a menu um, going across different different proteins and vegetarian proteins, um, starches and and a basic, follow a basic menu structure that, uh, you know, that will kind of tickle the boxes. Do you get difficult, do you get lots of difficult requests? Do you get like dozens of special menu requests vegetarian vegan uh, and a lot of dietary like requirements yeah yeah dietary requirements um yeah there's a lot of dietary requirements. I, 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 on, a, on a on a big film funnily enough there's you know, you know there's there's much less than on a on a on a small job for 50 people every you know everybody thinks stuff they're allergic to something these days so you know that's uh you figure out who the people who are really allergic to things and uh, who are, you know, and who, who uh, you know, and the people who just like to eat some particular things. And, um, but we do, yeah, we get a lot of, you know, paleo, gluten-free, you know, dairy-free. Now, some chefs like to come home and not think about cooking, and I've been very lucky to sample your cooking more than once. You seem like someone who... Um, Wants to come home and cook as well at home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd what is it about cooking that um, I guess intrigues you still, and that 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 keeps you happy? Um, I think. What is it that you get out I, of it? Well, I think I I, I love um, you know hosting people and, and, and feeding them and making and making people happy, and and that, that I guess that's that's definitely one thing. Uh, another thing is, I I think there's just so much more to learn. There's no matter how long you've been cooking for, I think there's always always so much more to learn, and that's the key. Uh, and you know, when, I, when people come people come around and I cook for them, I can just try a few different things and different techniques and different ways of cooking things. And you know, I think it's it's you can never cook too much. You have a pop-up cafe, you have a restaurant that you're involved with, you cook at home, and you have a film and TV catering company. What's next? Um, or what's the well, five-year plan? What's the continuation of this? Well, I'm not too sure. I, 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 
I did I did tell my wife over New Year's um, that I would I would I would I would wouldn't be opening any more restaurants and uh, so after I've after I've broken that promise already early in, early this year um, I don't think that's going to be happening in the near future but you know if there's if the right opportunity comes up I think you just ne- you never know I think um, this, the the um, yeah, the food scene in Sydney's just so casual these days, and I think everywhere in the world that this, this, you know, there's always been lots of pop-ups in the last few years, especially in you know the US, you know, for a long time. In Australia, they've really got on the bandwagon the last couple of years, but this pop-up, pop-up restaurants and things. If the councils can, if we can somehow get the 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 councils to relax a lot of laws. I, there's a huge opportunity there to really um, to really either franchise some of this pop-up stuff we're doing, or to you know to really put some build some more containers and, and you know get them up at different sites, whether it's uh, around the city or they're in you know big construction sites, and you know there's there's all sorts of opportunities that I think they're always there. What do you miss about New Zealand? Um, you're a New Zealand, you're a New yeah. Zealand boy, but you've been away for a long time. Um, definitely the the people, I think the pe- the people, people more than anything, the uh, the landscape. Because uh, I've just been back recently. The one thing that blew me away is just looking out at the landscape, and I just just sat there for a long time and thinking, you know, you just don't get this in Sydney. Um, no, I just I think it's just the just the general vibe in New Zealand that's that's great. So. Will you come back to New Zealand and cook? I'd like. You've to never cooked in New Zealand. I've never, I've never really worked in New Zealand. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Like you, you've probably gone home and cooked for your family, but you've. I think yeah, we've been you know throwing it up. I think I'd, I'd definitely love to get back to New Zealand. Um, I'm not sure. We'll have to. Work, I mean, we're, we're quite, we're quite sort of settled here, but uh, I think. I can kind of, I can kind of see us moving back to New Zealand sometime in the next three years. You know, whether it's whether it's for for long term or it's just for a couple of years, it'd be nice.